The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What are the most successful change leaders of today doing to deliver great results? Welcome to Inside Transformational Leadership with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program is produced by the Institute for Transformational Leadership at Georgetown University. We'll explore the inner game of transformational leadership, sharing insights from renowned leaders and faculty from our world-class leadership and coaching programs. Now, from Georgetown University, here is Kate Ebner. today. I'm Kate Ebner and today we're going to be talking with two people who have been leading a program at Georgetown that is beloved and has a fantastic reputation. The program is called Leading Performance and my guests today are Mike McGinley and Bonnie Holloway. Welcome and hello. Hello. Good morning. Thanks Kate. Yes, you know, I mentioned a moment ago that your program was beloved and it was beloved by a different name. It was beloved by the name Manager as Coach which was the way that we presented this program for almost a decade, I think. And more recently, we've changed the title to Leading Performance to really help people understand what they're going to learn in the program. And today, I'm delighted to have you both here to talk about this topic and I think to give people a little bit of a taster about what they might experience if they were to decide to come and actually take the Leading Performance course with you. Um, before I do that, I'd like to just say a little bit about um, each of you. And, you know, um, Mike McGinley is an executive coach and leadership development consultant who's been with the Georgetown Leadership Coaching Program on the faculty for many years now. Um, he is known for the infectious energy and positive spirit that he brings as well as his expertise. Hello. Good morning. Thanks, Kate. Yes, you know, I mentioned a moment ago that your program was beloved, and it was beloved by a different name. It was beloved by the name Manager as Coach, which was the way that we presented this program for almost a decade, I think. And more recently, we've changed the title to Leading Performance to really help people understand what they're going to learn in the program. And today, I'm delighted to have you both here to talk about this topic and and I think to give people a little bit of a taster about what they might experience if they were to decide to come and actually take the leading performance course with you. Um, before I do that, I'd like to just say a little bit about um, each of you. And, you know, um, Mike McGinley is an executive coach and leadership development consultant who's been with the Georgetown Leadership Coaching Program on the faculty for many years now. Um, he is known for the infectious energy and positive spirit that he brings, as well as his expertise in leadership development and particularly in, in leadership coaching. Um, this program, Manager as Coach, is one that Mike has taught from the very beginning, and I think that's a great uh, translation, Mike, of your skills. I know that formerly you were a financial and operations executive with Capital One and that you've actually come into coaching from the corporate world, bringing with you a great understanding of business and how the, how the world works in, in that regard. So welcome this morning. Thank you, Kate. 
And Bonnie, you know, you uh, you also have been with us for um, for some time doing the the manager's coach program. And you know, when I think about your work, I, I think there's a, such a depth of perspective that you bring about um, organizations, about change, about leadership. Um, I've had the opportunity to see your work in action in a few different places. I know you spent a long time also working with uh, the mentor coaching aspect of the Georgetown leadership coaching program. And I would like to actually just give you a second, Bonnie, to say a little bit more about your background and what you do. Yeah, uh, I was in the uh, 2001, I mean, class three of the Georgetown program. But when I took that class, I was actually working for the federal government for Bureau of the Treasury Department as director of professional development. So I spent 20, 25 years with the federal government, so have a real depth of understanding of, you know, how to how to get things done, and took the coaching class because I really had done a lot of leadership training and, and was looking for a way to help managers after they go to training sort of make it stick and not fall back into habits. I left the government in 2003, started my own practice, and have been working as a leadership coach and consultant since then. Um, doing a lot of work primarily in the government, some private sector, and do a lot of work at uh, NASA and then in the financial regulatory area of FDIC, Fed. And um, so that's my background. Thank you very much for sharing that. And, and Mike, I want to go back to you for a moment because it really strikes me as I'm thinking about the two of you together and uh, teaching this class the benefit to the students in the class of having someone with the depth of perspective about government that you have, Bonnie, and someone with the kind of entrepreneurship and, and business experience that you've had, Mike. And so I want to just, Mike, invite you to say a little bit more about um, about your own career path and, and sort of how you've, uh, where you've come from and how you've, how you've gotten to be where you are. Sure. Um, yeah, I think the short story that, that I think is interesting is that I came to coaching from the other side of the table. Uh, so I was really fortunate to work in a company as an executive where executive coaching was made available to us. Uh, and even in my uh, uh, kind of lack of wisdom, I had the smarts to take advantage of that and, and benefit from coaching. Um, and along the way, I saw, I saw some great things happen uh, from coaching and I saw some bad habits. Uh, so for example, one thing I saw, kind of the shadow side of coaching uh, in the organization where I worked as an executive was my peers relying on their coaches to have some of the difficult conversations with with their folks, right? So kind of trusting their coaches to see the right things and to formulate the right things and to and to share with their direct reports those right things, um, and that was one of the one of the impetus for the design of this class when Bonnie and I came together maybe a decade ago was let's arm let's arm managers to actually. Um, understand the assessments that they're drawing about their people um, and equip them to articulate those assessments in a really powerful way and then to finally deliver those messages in a powerful way that makes everybody better off. Well, thank you very much. And I I like how you said you've kind of come to this from the other side. It occurs to me that that is um, that is one of the, the great perspectives that you're offering to those who take the class with you. And and to say a little bit more about the class. So the class is called Leading Performance. And could you, um, Bonnie, could you just give us a, a little bit of a perspective about what the class is offering and what it's what it's teaching? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, just a, a little bit of a background. One of the things that I think both Mike and I realized after having come out of the, the leadership coaching program was that these skills are not only can only, not only be used in a coaching conversation, but in a lot of other different co- conversations that a manager might have. Man- conversations about development, about performance, about keeping people engaged. So the full name of this course is actually Leading Performance, Engaging and Developing Employees. So it's a coach... It's it's a class that takes the the skills out of the coaching, the the good listening, the good questioning, the you know the models of uh, of inquiry, the models of kind of trying to analyze what's going on, and applying them. What I like to say is across the bell-shaped curve. So you've got you've got employees that you know are struggling either from uh, an ability problem or from sometimes they don't understand why they're doing it or you know what's in it for me all the way to that the solid core of middle employees who are kind of looking to grow and how can I what's my next step all, and then up to the high performers that sometimes it's difficult to keep those employees engaged and interested because they're sort of ahead of the curve so how do you use these coaching skills um that are so valuable in a coaching model in a more boss employee relationship or colleague or peer or even with your boss so it's um, it's it's just using these skills in a broader context, with lots of practice and fun. Well, I'm glad to hear lots of practice and fun because if there's one thing I think is true at our institute, it's that the programs and the workshops that we teach have lots of practice and hopefully are fun for people who are in them. You know, Mike, I want to ask you the question about. Um, uh, you know, this idea that coaching skills are relevant not only for coaches but also for leaders and managers. And could you just say a little bit more about how and when um, someone might choose to use a, a coaching approach versus perhaps a more traditional approach? Yeah, it's a great question, and it's it's something that we tackle head on, uh, maybe in the first half hour of the class, right, Bonnie? Um, mm-hmm. Where we kind of we kind of take a dive into the different hats that a manager can wear, right? So one might be directive as a boss, like this just needs to get done. One, one might be more of a mentorship type role. One might be a guidance role, um, and one might be a coaching role. So. So part of the deal is understanding the times and places when a coaching approach is the right approach and then how to formulate things accordingly. So, for example, um, you know, a lot of what we've seen in the workplace when things are suboptimal is, is when employees are lacking context, right? They just don't understand why something is so important or how what they're doing fits into the broader scheme of things. And a coaching approach can do that, right? A coach, a manager who can slow down, instead of just giving the answers, um, take the time to ask questions, ask curious questions, and really give that employee the time to think things through, that can help them to connect the dots and to create a better, stronger sense of context for themselves. So that's one example that comes to mind. I think that's a that's a really good example, and um, you know that you you use the phrase to slow down. You know that the, um, the manager can slow down and ask questions. And what kinds of questions might a manager ask in a conversation, Mike, where they're really helping an employee to connect the dots and and have a sort of a more of a context for the work they're doing. Well, yeah, a couple things come to mind just to cut to the chase. So open-ended questions are really important, right? And so we want to focus on what and how questions. 
um, questions that help help the receiver become more expansive in their thinking, right? So rather than advising an answer um, or saying, hey, have you thought of ABC? It's their kind of perspective or contextual questions that say, well, what would happen if this work didn't get done correctly? Or what do you imagine happens downstream from this work that you complete? It's those types of questions that help expand the perspective uh, of the listener or of the employee in this case. Um, and, and one of our takes is that um, a broader purview means a wider range of motions. So this is a way to expand the capacity of your employees, and we think that's really powerful. Thank you very much. Um, you know, Bonnie, we're going to be taking a break in a moment, but I, I would love to hear uh, your thoughts about, you know, this question of when might one use a coach approach um, to engage and develop employees versus a more traditional management approach? Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I come from the place in coaching and, and also in managing that, you know, the best solutions that are going to work for that employee are ones that he or she comes up with him or herself, right? So if we're looking at a development situation, you know, asking them questions, you could tell them, you could say, okay, you've got a writing problem and I'm going to send you to this class and I'm going to have you work with Bob and I'm going to give you this example to, to read. And that's a very boss. And sometimes that's maybe the appropriate thing to do. Um, but sometimes it's, you know, taking the time to understand what's the learning style, what, what's the learning that, you know, I, my, one of my favorite questions is tell me a time when learning was fun and, and successful. So they can look back into their history and say, well, you know, what's worked in the past, and you can learn about it, and then it, it gives them the ownership to it, and then a question about, okay, wh how would you design that into what you need to learn now or where you want to develop now? So, again, it's, it's still believing that the best answers are within them and using that coaching model but with your boss hat on to move them towards a solution. That makes Thank sense. you. Yeah, you know, that, that does make sense. And I really love that question, you know, when in the past um, have you had an experience like this that you could, you know, tap into or, or have you seen this done successfully? You know, sort of reminding people that they have um, experience of their own uh, that they can bring to bear on the situation versus needing somebody above them to figure it out. I often hear people talk about wanting their um, their direct reports to take more initiative and to... Uh, to step up, you know, those are the kinds of words we hear. And it sounds like using this a coach, uh, you know, sort of the coaching approach could really help empower people. Um, you know, as we, as we dig into this topic, I'm really interested to um, talk with you more, especially after we take our first break, about um, how, how leadership and coaching, uh, you know, what do they share in common and what do we think, you know, modern leaders and managers really need to be capable of and good at in order to develop and engage their employees? And when I think about the opportunities um, that you're describing to sort of slow down and have a conversation using these big open-ended questions, it seems like the operative idea for the manager is, okay, stop. <laughs> you need to recognize that this is an opportunity to um, ask a question and let the other person develop 
their response rather than just advise or mentor or give the answer. Um, Mike, what do you notice when you're teaching this class and people come into it sort of ready to learn? Um, what's the, what do they have to unlearn in order to do this? Oh, it's, it's, it's easy. It's a classic case that we've seen time and time again, and it's, it's that directive approach, right? I think so many managers and leaders have been conditioned and rewarded to have the right answers, right? And so um, there's some unthinking and some unlearning to do there where it's, it's not about having the right answers and your value actually lies in asking the right questions that, that build the capacity of the people around you. So uh, again, really simple concept that's really powerful and really tough to master. And that's why we practice so much. And say a little bit more, if you would, Mike, about the course itself. It, um, you know, if someone wanted to enroll in it, how much of a time commitment is it? Yeah, it's it's actually pretty, uh, I think there's incredible bang for the buck. It's a two-day class, and, and it, um, the next running of this is coming up in October, um, the 21st and 22nd in Washington. Um, and, and so, yeah, there's lots of practice in the class. So we, we try to try to strike a great balance between, you know, concepts and practice, right? So pretty powerful, easy to understand concepts, but harder to master than meets the eye, right? So that's why there's so much, uh, so much of our, of the two days is exercises and, and actually working into this stuff and building new muscle memory, if you will, uh, to come out well-equipped to have these conversations in a different way and have a different effect on, on work colleagues. Thank you. I think that sounds, that sounds great. And it's actually nice to know that there's one coming up um, so quickly so that if people are interested, they could try it out. Um, I'm curious, Bonnie, you know, as we, as we consider this subject, um, I think that one of the things that's really interesting about teaching people how to use conversation to engage and develop employees is that we're, we are teaching them to move, you know, sort of make different moves than they they previously have thought about doing. Um, what's the reaction people have to the class? I think it's sometimes it's like, oh, my God, this is so much easier. I mean, that seems kind of weird, but the, the idea that, oh, I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to come and present, a, you know, a, a sort of a set thing that this is, this is the action plan, just follow this out. It's more collaborative. It's more together in terms of doing it together. And so there, in some sense, there's a bit of a relief, particularly after they've practiced it for a while and they go, I mean, I just need to ask questions and be a good listener and then work with them to do it. Um, so that's part of it. But I, I also think that there's an uh, appreciation that it doesn't have to be instead of. I mean, sometimes the right thing to do is to tell somebody what to do, um, to, to say this is what I need and this is what I need to do. So I don't want to, people who are listening to this walk away saying, oh, I only get to ask questions. I only get to be a good listener. Sometimes you put that boss hat on and you tell people I need this done by Tuesday and I need it done in this way. So it's more additive than, um, you know, we want to build on the skills you've got, but give you more skills to be more effective in more different situations. You know, it occurs to me as you're talking about this, you know, that some of the, the, the movements that you're teaching, including sort of recognizing the moment where you could use, you know, listening and questions instead of advising or directing, um, you know, it sounds like one of the, the most critical things is to develop that awareness of the options that you have in a conversation. What do you do to help people understand what the awareness 
uh, you know, what, what those moments of awareness are. Well, I think some of it actually is going back to a little bit of questioning to make sure you've got clarity around the situation. We spend quite a bit of time on a process where we actually, if, you, if an employee is, if you've presented with a situation of an employee not performing the way you want them to or they even want to, you know, finding out and digging down into, okay, what is this situation? Is this a situation where they don't know how or they don't want to or they don't understand? So the first step is, and then it, is asking some questions to make sure, okay, do I need to just tell them more? Do I need to describe more? Do they need more data and information? Or do they, we need to come up with, or is there something deeper going on in terms of some, you know, sort of values conflict or, you know, disagreement in procedures or process? So the exploration, uh, using coaching to really explore and get a clear idea of what is the situation that I'm being presented with, and then deciding which hat I need to put on. Do I need to stay with the coaching? Do I need to do some counseling? Do I need to, you know, be boss and just kind of tell them what needs to be done? Because sometimes that's the right thing. You know, thank you for clarifying that. I think that, you know, as I've done a little bit of work with organizational leaders helping them learn these skills, one of the, the biggest questions they seem to really have is, when do I do this and can I use it, um, you know, can I use it with my direct reports? Can I use it with my peers? Can I use it with my boss? Um, when could I use these skills? And I think that there's, uh, I think you've done a great job, the two of you, of, of talking about the kinds of situations where you might turn to these skills and when we come back from the break, I'm hoping we can talk even more about uh, the power of learning and using these types of conversational moves as you're managing people and why this matters so much today. We're going to take a break right now. I'm your host, Kate Ebner. You're listening to Inside Transformational Leadership. And my guests today are outstanding coaches and uh, educators, Bonnie Holloway and Mike McGinley. We'll be right back. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Founded in 2012, the Institute for Transformational Leadership, ITL, is an international center for inquiry experiential education, and research about leadership in the 21st century. Our mission is to develop worldwide communities of transformational leaders and leadership coaches who are dedicated to engaging and providing the leadership needed for a more sustainable and compassionate future. We currently offer two cohort-based certificate programs, the ICF Accredited Certificate in Leadership Coaching and the Executive Certificate in Transformational Leadership. We also offer a range of ICF-certified Advanced Coach Education Master Courses for experienced leadership coaches. For more information about our programs and how to apply, visit scs.georgetown.edu forward slash ITL. Email itlprograms at georgetown.edu or call 202-687-7000. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Inside Transformational Leadership, produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please send an email to itlprograms at georgetown.edu. Here again is your host, Kate Ebner. Welcome back once again. As you know, today I'm talking with Bonnie Holloway and Mike McGinley. They are two dynamic instructors teaching a class called Leading Performance at the Institute for Transformational Leadership. And we've been talking about what happens in this class. used to be that this class was called um, Manager as Coach. And so it's very interesting to sort of hear the updated version of how they're thinking about this material and who it's helpful to. Before the break, we spent some time talking about sort of when you might use this approach, uh, what's the difference between using a coach approach to management versus a more traditional approach. And as we move into this next segment, I'd really love to to return to the topic of, um, you know, how to use these moves once you learn them. And, and I, I know how valuable they really are for people. And I guess I want to ask you the question, um, Mike, is this something that if you learn uh, how to, coach at, at, at sort of as part of your repertoire as a leader or a manager, can you use it um, only for direct reports? Can you use it for people at the peer level? Can you use it for people actually when you're managing up? And maybe the two of you have some examples. Yeah, I, it's a great question, Kate. And I, I think a coaching approach to things is the gift that keeps on giving, right? So I think the easiest context for, for managers to learn is is the context of managing their direct reports. And as Bonnie said earlier, um, I think it becomes really self-evident early on that, wow, this is actually easier on me, right? It removes a burden from me to figure things out and to lay it out for my employee. So taking a coaching approach actually makes makes the load lighter for me and it's beneficial to my direct report as well. And um, we stress several times over the course of the two-day class that this is not just applicable to, to direct reports and it might even be more applicable to managing sideways and managing up, right? So the art of asking the right question and to get people to think about things slightly differently, uh, again, is incredibly powerful. Um, an example that comes to mind is, you know, you know we'll hear sometimes during break, um, students will come up to us and say, well, what about this situation or this situation? And um, one thing... One thing that those questions have in common over the years is like, well, so I'm an operations guy and those people in marketing are really difficult for me to work with, but I don't have, I don't have authority over them, right? They kind of march to their own tune and, you know, how do I get more aligned with them? And so um, a coaching approach to things is really 
really powerful in that kind of context because what we're doing, again, is asking people to slow down and to maybe take stock of what they don't know about the situation, right? And most of us are not wired that way, right? We kind of go with both barrels blazing around what we think we do know. And so taking some time out to think about what are the elements of this situation that I don't know and how could I go about finding out? And what do I actually want out of this situation? And more importantly, what do I want for the other people in this situation? So for those those guys in marketing who are making my life so miserable, um, if I remove my own stuff from it, what do I really want for them, right? I want them to be successful and I want them to do a good job. Um, and that, that helps to put things in a different perspective for the manager to, to just think about it differently. So, yeah, I think it's incredibly powerful to apply in all directions. Thank you very much. That's a great answer. Um, Bonnie, how would you use this in a development conversation, say a performance review or a maybe just a conversation about sort of people are always asked to create um, personal development plans. How might, how might the, this, this approach be used in that, that particular situation? Uh, yeah, actually, before I get that, I want to add in just one more piece to what Mike was talking about, which was using this to lead up. I can remember when I was were still working in the government, and my my boss and I were having a real disagreement about, you know, something that had happened in the past, and we were arguing. We had two different opinions, and you know, I, you know, and all of a sudden I thought, okay, you know, what's the coaching question here? And I asked the simple the coaching question, which was, okay, what what would the sex what would it look like for you if this wasn't a problem, or what did success look like, or what do you want? Some question like that. And all of a sudden it took us out of sort of our you know mire of being you know, what was wrong with the past and who did what and where. So now we went to the future and we started creating, we started sharing what do we both want. And so it was a, it was a coaching question that I could use with my boss. It took a little bit of courage, but, you know, I said, okay, let's, let's go forward. Um, so going back to your question, which is in a performance review, I mean, I think you have to do a little history. Is this a, a problem that's caused by a lack of understanding or lack of knowledge and ability problem, lack of experience? Is this a problem that is caused by, you know, that they don't understand the connection, that they think their way is better? So we spend a lot of time going in the class going, you know, the first thing you need to do to handle a performance problem is to figure out what's causing it because you're going to handle an ability problem much different than you're going to handle a, broadly speaking, motivational problem. So really using the questions to be that detective. Then once you've kind of got that uh, uh, kind of together is you can now go, okay, what's, you know, what are the options? What are, you know, what is the reality of the situation and what are the options? And then you can move in again with this question, listening, going back and forth, collaborative kind of process what would success look like? What, you know, and how, where can we get in the next, I'm a big proponent of baby steps and low-hanging fruit. So what can we accomplish not in five years, but in three months? What would be the first step? You know, what would work for you uh, and what would work for me? Because it, again, is a collaborative. So, and then how are we going to follow up and make sure it happens and make sure there isn't slippage and make sure that I'm giving you what you need as a boss in terms of supporting you not micromanaging or maybe that's what you need i mean i'm sometimes micromanaging gets a bad rap but if i don't know what i'm doing and why i'm doing it and where i'm doing it give me all the micromanaging i can get um so knowing you know what that level of intervention of of, you know me being around is going to take to help you be successful 
and then then doing that and keeping keeping using those skills as it goes forward. Well, thank you. That's that's very helpful. It's really interesting to hear sort of the the process and also the distinction that you make about um, helping people in the class determine what is this situation really about? Is this a performance situation where you're really wanting to help somebody improve or address a performance issue? Or maybe is it a developmental conversation that's not even so much about performance as potential, right? And and um, how might you have that conversation using this approach? And, and, and I, I think understanding the... Um, you know, that, that this is one of many moves that you need to, to be able to make, you know, sometimes just giving direction and even micromanaging, to use your word, <laughs> is is okay, you know. And at other times there's this possibility to really bring what we'll call a coach approach. Um, what happens, Bonnie, when you take a coach approach? I mean, what's what's the impact on the person who's receiving on the receiving end? Well, I think normally, I mean, there are people who just want to be told what to do. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And and so you have to sort of adjust to that. But most people want ownership. They want to be engaged. They want to have kind of power over their destiny. And they want to understand that and they want to be appreciated and they want to have some level of achievement. One of the other pieces of the class is really looking at the values of people involved in this situation, you know, what's important to this person? What's the motivator? What's important to you? And is that the lens you're looking through? So I think most people's reaction is feeling a bit empowered that they, oh, you mean I can offer you what I'd like to do, how I'd like to do it, what I'm confused about? So it creates much more of a collaborative conversation. Not always. I mean, you know, we don't know, none of us bat a thousand, but it increases the engagement, I think, um, in having people feel that there's ownership and appreciation and understanding. Thank you. And, you know, as, as you say, as you talk about that and that we use the word understanding, um, Mike, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about, I guess, the other half of the, you know, of the equation. So part of it is asking questions and then, of course, listening. And one thing that I think about quite often is, hmm, people really aren't taught how to listen anywhere in their education, and that has a huge uh, impact on their the quality of their management of others. Could you say a little bit about how listening is treated in your program? Yeah, and I'm glad you tee that up for us, Kate. Um, it, it plays a huge integral role, um, and it's, it's kind of a foundational piece um, in leading performance. And we introduce it very early on in, in day one, kind of the, a very oversimplified distinction between what we call level one listening and level two listening. Level one listening being that kind of um, listening for our openings type of listening that most of us do most of the time through the course of a day, kind of a transactional, I want to get my point across and I'm just going to wait for the pauses and then kind of make my move, that kind of listening. And we tee that up in a really fun way and we do examples and, and we make that very familiar to people. It's like, yeah, I can see how I do that one most of the time. And then we, we introduce this distinction of what we call curious listening or level two listening and what it requires and how it's different and how it feels different and how it looks different and how maybe most important, its effect is different. And so again, we model that 
in a fun way and we have our students practice that and they can sense in real time, even if it's obvious that these two things are really different, kind of feeling it in their body. Um, you know, there's a quote out there that's great. It's, it's, you know, being listened to is so close to being loved that most people can't tell the difference. Um, and we introduced that quote and there's always some chuckles around that, but there's always, there's also always a familiarity like, yeah, I get that. Like, I really felt like I was being understood uh, and that felt different. And I don't get a lot of that at work today. And so now, now I see that I'm the one who can be generating that effect for the people around me. And all it takes is kind of showing up in this different way. Like, yeah, I'll sign up for that. Wow. That's, that's, that's a great uh, way of, of thinking about this, the difference that it really makes for people when they they feel really heard and, and, and as if um, it's a real conversation and not just talking at. And I'm glad you, uh, glad you elaborated that. I think for those of you who are listening who might be thinking about taking this program, um, there's so many critical, uh, real fundamentals in this two-day course that really introduce you to what can be kind of a, a, a foundational curriculum for understanding um, the, the coaching process, but understanding it in a way that could really help you um, take your management and leadership to the next level. Um, I'm curious, um, Bonnie, does this program um, create coaches? <laughs> what it happens after people coaches. do this? Yeah, it doesn't create coaches. I, I um, in the, it gives you the coaching skills. We have had a couple of people take this class as kind of well, like, what is this coaching thing? And I could use it as a manager now, and who have then gone on and taken the full you know leadership coaching certificate program. And they, I think, they appreciated that they had an understanding of what it was that they were getting into, and seeing it in action when you know Mike and I also do demos in the class, so they get. A sense of what this looks like, and then they go on and they go further. Or many of them just, um, uh, you know, just go go back and be good managers. One of the other things I will add, because we we ask people to notice they're listening overnight, and the stories we get in um, the next day are often about. What, what a difference just listening in a different way did at home. So this stuff actually works in the home, too, <laughs> as a benefit, to in addition to uh, working in the workplace. Well, that's a great benefit, actually. <laughs> um, I wonder, you know, we have a couple minutes before we take our next break. Is there a story you could tell us of somebody who went through the program and, and how it affected their skill? Yeah. Um, I can. I we had a. This was a workshop. We were actually uh, we had done at another agency, and I and then afterwards I coached a, a, one of the participants in the class, and she really took it to heart. She was a manager, a pretty high level manager, and so she had quite a few layers of direct reports under her, and she took this concept of the listening was the big one, but also trying to be more curious, trying to be greater, spend more time understanding the situation. She was a kind of like assess and get it done. And so she slowed down. And so as I worked with her pretty quickly, she would come to me and she said, just being so excited about what she learned about somebody and, and then how that, ha- that, you know, what she did with that curiosity and how that underco- under, uh, uncovered um, things, op- opportunities and options and not only with her immediate direct reports, but then she found herself kind of having coaching conversations with her direct reports, and then that direct report 
kind of got the bug and, and would be using it further down. And, and they also talked about how they used it in their team meetings, just listening more, being curious more. So this stuff has kind of a ripple effect once you kind of learn these basic skills that can work in teams and uh, as well as just with individuals who are struggling to, or who are just want to achieve a higher level. Uh, that's that's really a, a great great example to hear, you know. And and you know, I I do know that um, that for those who who uh, decide to en- enroll in a program like this, you know, on the one hand, it's just a taste of what you can learn if you are actually pursuing coaching as a profession. So this is really, you know, not as you said before, preparing you to be a professional coach. But what it is doing is giving you a taste of what's involved in coaching someone else and really helping you. I I hear a lot of people in organizations say, oh, I coached, you know, I coached him about this or I coached her about that. They don't really know what they mean when they say that. It's sort of more mentoring. And I think that um, your program, I know, does a fantastic job of giving people real understanding of what it means to coach somebody and how to make those moves. You know, we're going to take another break right now, um, Bonnie and Mike, but when we come back from the break, I'd like to really talk um, even more about what people will learn in the class and sort of what you wish every manager knew about how to engage uh, the people who report to them. How does that sound? Great. That's perfect. All right. Well, then we'll take a break right now and we'll be right back. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Founded in 2012, the Institute for Transformational Leadership, ITL, is an international center for inquiry, experiential education, and research about leadership in the 21st century. Our mission is to develop worldwide communities of transformational leaders and leadership coaches who are dedicated to engaging and providing the leadership needed for a more sustainable and compassionate future. We currently offer two cohort-based certificate programs, the ICF Accredited Certificate in Leadership Coaching and the Executive Certificate in Transformational Leadership. We also offer a range of ICF-certified Advanced Coach Education Master Courses for experienced leadership coaches. For more information about our programs and how to apply, visit scs.georgetown.edu forward slash ITL. Email ITLprograms at georgetown.edu or call 202-687-7000. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. 
Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Inside Transformational Leadership, produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please send an email to itlprograms at georgetown.edu. Here again is your host, Kate Ebner. Welcome back. This is Kate Ebner. You're listening to Inside Transformational Leadership. My guests today are Bonnie Holloway and Mike McGinley. They are the instructors in a great course called Leading Performance, really about how to inspire, motivate, and engage the people who work with you and for you using a coach approach to your management. Before the last two breaks and the last two segments, we've really been talking about the kinds of things you might learn if you took the class. Um, I'd like to just kick off this um, part of the program, Mike, with a question for you about what do you wish all managers knew um, when you think about about what you're trying to teach? What do you wish people knew? Yeah, it's I I think it's around EQ and this notion that it's it's not so much what you know um, or how smart you are, but it's how people feel in your presence. Right. And again, we touch on EQ um, in the class and, and have a really simple working definition around it that sounds a lot like what I just said. Right. It's, it's how people feel when they're in your orbit or when they're in your presence. And I think that concept makes sense to a lot of managers. But when we really dig into it and they understand that an employee's engagement level and an employee's retention in the organization are big, are big functions of their relationship with their manager and that that relationship with manager isn't defined by how smart they are or, or how well they know how to do their job, but it really is how humanizing that manager can be. Uh, again, that's it's game-changing for a lot of our students, and we love to see that. So that's one of those things that I wish every manager knew, um, and that's it kind of defines the work I do as, as a coach, as a leadership coach, because not every manager out there does know that. And so I think we coaches are kind of helping to bring the awareness to that, that concept. Um, and we've got a long way to go, for better or for worse. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great point. Bonnie, what do you wish managers knew? Well, certainly I would, I would build on that. But I think it is that human, human, you know, um, human element, if you will. It's the... I mean, sometimes I think people go into boss because they want to tell people what to do, but they forget that leading, the, you know, the one thing you need to be a leader is followers, and followers follow either passion or values or inspiration or knowledge. So what is it that will, you know, create someone to be a follower of your leadership in, in service to the organization? So I think, the, and the way the leader needs to, can get to that is to be curious about their employees. Now, clearly, there are employees who don't want to share much at work, so you may not know all employees equally as profoundly, but knowing a little bit about them, even knowing that, that they're pretty private, but that, so how can you help that employee know that you care and you're there for their, you know, that their development is, um, is important? I think understanding as a manager or a leader that one of your key jobs 
is supporting and developing your employees. Yeah, it's getting things done, but it's getting things done by supporting and developing people. And I don't, as particularly as I see, as I coach more and more higher executives or higher executives in an organization, that they are getting, they, it seems to go away. The development, mentoring, leading from their boss isn't there as much as it was at the first level supervisor. And I think it's development in a different way, but under, helping senior leaders understand that still part of their role is to develop those leaders under them. Yes, in fact, it may be even more vital as you become an even more senior leader to really master the, the skills of developing the people around you and, and reporting to you um, so that you can actually do the most strategic and, and, and most critical work uh, that you need to do in your role and have people who understand that they can contribute and take risks and grow while in the process of helping you do that. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that um, connection, you know, that as people become more senior, they may not have, um, they may not have the development support that they need. Um, one of the things that I see happening when I'm out working with my coaching clients and my organizational clients is uh, that people are um, are curious about this whole process of using a coaching conversation with their employees and a little bit fearful about making a mistake or doing it wrong. Um, what would you say to someone who was who was really uh, wanting to practice this level deeper level of listening the use of powerful questions and and really wanting to bring this into their um, their repertoire as a manager or as a leader Mike what advice would you have about this um, I, I love this question Kay and it's again it's something that we try to reinforce over the course of our our, our two days with our students is just get them to understand when you strip away everything, right? And let's make this as simple as we can. At the end of the day, all any person really wants is to be seen and heard and understood and validated, right? Seen, heard, understood, and validated. And the unfortunate reality is that most of us aren't getting that uh, in, in healthy doses throughout the course of our work days and maybe even at home, right? And so I used the term humanized earlier and, and I hate to get so heavy about it, but that's how I think about it, right? When we're seen and heard and understood and validated, we're being humanized. We're being recognized for kind of our humanness and the gifts that that brings. And I think there's just nothing richer than that in the world. And so the advice to coaches, to, to, to managers who are taking a coach-like approach and who are feeling a little bit awkward about it because it's a different way of showing up, it's to remind them of, you know, the brass ring here is that you're the one who gives back the gift of, of kind of being human to the people around you, right? So just focusing on your level two listening, like really listening to understand the other person's perspective and not to guide them or, or to get them in a certain place, but to really understand what they're about and what their fears and aspirations are and what do they see as possible and what do they see as the constraints in the way. To take that time out to, to show up that way is, has just an incredible benefit for both people. So that's, I, you know, I try to tie it back to that. I hope that makes sense. I, I think it does make a lot of sense. And it reminds me of one of the principles that we work with at Georgetown and the Institute across all of our programs, which is the idea that leadership is a practice. And so it's really 
important to see yourself as sort of learning every day, practicing every day. And the reason I mention that is because I think as you're talking about the benefits for the person who's um, on the receiving end, being being heard, being seen, being recognized, um, and also for the person who's actually using this approach, what flashed in my mind are some of my own executive coaching clients who say, oh, I don't have time for this. You know, can't they just get it? And, and so I, I then go to the idea that leadership is about practicing. So you may not be perfect at it every day, but uh, first you need to know what it is you need to know, and that's what I hope you learn in this course. Then it's about practicing it as best you can every day. Um, Bonnie, I wonder, you know, you've been teaching this class now for a decade. What keeps this, this program fresh for you? Well, it's, I just love to see people get curious and share with them that this new way of sort of being, of, of additive to the, what their skills are. I really try to build, you know, that you're not, what you've done right now is, is, you know, is the best you could do and that's great. So keep what's good about that. And here's just some more things to add to your toolbox so that you've got a greater skill set in a greater, um, you know, in greater, in a larger number of uh, situations. I love to teach. I mean, and I love to teach with Mike. I mean, we just have a good time up there and it's, a, it's, it's fun. It's, it's enjoyable. Um, one more thing I would like to add though, kind of back to the, you know, uh, skill set that's in here that I think is important is this concept because often in performance situations, it's the giving, pe- giving the feedback. It's telling people, you know, what, what they noticed and, you know, what the impact of that is. And so I think there's quite a bit of uh, practice, again, spent on, you know, helping people give hard feedback in a way that uses the coaching skills. And and sometimes I also want to say, you know, sometimes coaching, again, isn't the right one to do. Sometimes there has to, you know, helping people understand that there are natural or implicit consequences to their current behavior, and you hope that that motivates them to sort of change. But sometimes you have to be tough and, and take them through a process that is more imposed in terms of consequences. So I don't want people to think that this is just all about, you know, let's love them and appreciate them because there are some employees that you have to take through a, a performance improvement process. So how do you do that in the most humane, kind way? But it's sometimes that, that is the option, and we absolutely appreciate that and understand it. And having worked in the government for 25 years, I totally have helped a lot of managers work through that process again in terms of using, um, using the system but also using these skills to make it easier on everybody. Thank you. That's a very important point that you've just made. I wonder if there's any, um, any resources you would recommend that people might read or um, explore to learn more about this topic. Do either of you have suggestions? Uh, one of my favorite books is Mary Lee Adams' Change Your Questions, Change Your... Oh, I can't remember the end of it. Change yeah. Your Questions. Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. That's one of my <laughs> that, favorite ones. That's what came up to mind for me, too. Great. Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. I think that's a great a great recommendation. Anything else? Um, 
We give in the, if you take the class, you get an entire list of reading. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> in that hey, we're case. We're talking state secrets here, Kate. I'm sorry. <laughs> Glad to know that. Well, you know, we're, we're sort of down to the last, um, the last minute of our program here. And, you know, for those of you who are listening, I hope you feel like you've gotten a flavor of what you might learn if you decided to take this program and got a chance to work and learn directly from Bonnie Holloway and Mike McGinley. Um, They are two outstanding instructors, a lot of fun to learn from. And uh, I think this program is one of our relatively few short programs. So this is a nice one because it's a, it's a two day program, but you're sort of in and out. You learn something you can put in your toolkit, as Bonnie said. And I think it's a, a, a wonderful offering, a very popular program over the, over the years. Um, with 30 seconds to go, is there any famous last words that you'd like to say, Mike? Oh, I, I would just reinforce something we touched on a couple a couple times, which is, um, you know, taking a coaching approach to things actually makes, it lightens the load on the leader, right? And so it's a way to build the capacity of your people in a way that feels easier and more in flow for the leader. And so I think that's a great value proposition. It sure is. Bonnie? Yep, I would say the same thing. I think it gives you skills to use, you know, with all levels of performance in all directions of your work. And as I said before, this even works with spouses and kids. That's true. <laughs> that additional benefit that people have, that once you learn this stuff, you it could change, you know, change your questions, change your life, right? Yeah. Change your approach, change your relationships. So thank you so much um, to the two of you for joining me on Inside Transformational Leadership today. I so appreciate your time, your wisdom, and your input today. Thank you. Thank you. It's, yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having us, Kate. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us this week on Inside Transformational Leadership. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Kate Ebner, next Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our programs, please visit scs.georgetown.edu forward slash ITL. We'll talk again next week.